Peace family, this is Conscious of Crazy. Peace being positive energy activates constant elevation. Um, this is Conscious Said of Conscious of Crazy. Um, Conscience, am I, uh, you know, with knowledge or am I crazy? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, am I, <laughs> my local? <laughs> but no, not local over here, family. But um, once again, had to bring, you know, the energy, you know, and had to bring this queen back again, uh, the goddess, you know, um, for the people once again, uh, reintroduce yourself for the people and, and you know, the background a little bit again for the people so they, they definitely know who you are. Absolutely. I am Camille Janelle. I am a world changer. I consider myself changing moments and worlds one moment at a time, one truth at a time, one moment at a time. I am changing the world and I decided to start with mine. And I do that right now through the basis of understanding and really allowing ourselves to tap into the space of cosmic sexuality. I am a growing cosmic sexuality doula, among many things. I'm an actress. I'm a dancer. But I realized the main space that we need to really dive into so that we can have more loving connections with ourselves, our partners, and the world is to understand our sexuality here on Earth. Yeah. So uh, for the people, so what's the purpose and what's the duties of a doula? That's a great question. <laughs> so every doula defines what they do as a doula different. Um, on the general spectrum, a doula is someone that supports and advocates for your transition into something. Um, most people know the doula is connected to birth. You are transitioning into motherhood. You usually need someone to advocate for what you feel, advocate for what you want, advocate for your health, um, advocate for the baby's health. It's someone that is advocating for all parts of you as you transition. Um, for me, I define a doula is someone that I'll be a doula that will help someone to rebirth their self, whether they're having a baby, because your world is changing. That means you're rebirthing your, yourself as you birth a baby. Um, it could be someone that's trying to rebirth um, their creativity in their selves. They want to they want to evolve into something new in their world. I will be someone that can assist with that, but I'll do it through the lens of the cosmic sexuality space and get to the root of your own creation. Mm. Does that make sense? Definitely, definitely. So cosmic sexuality for the people, because I've seen that, it's like, oh yeah, we got to, I got to get this yeah. on. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so explain that for the people, because that's, that's definitely deep. I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> this is something important, yeah. So cosmic sexuality is the study of understanding the intertwined energy of masculine and feminine at their highest spiritual connection, merging as one. So we do this through sexuality. If you don't know by now, sex is a ritual, okay? Physical sex. Yeah. Um, Non-intimate sex can be ritualistic too, but physical intercourse is a ritual spiritual process that we have not really been taught properly. Um, which was purposeful, so we can give our rituals away um, to the wrong energies, but I'm bringing it on back. So it is the action of understanding that the spirit is a part of sex and to be at your highest elevation so that you can have the highest union, so you can be one when you have sex. Mm, yeah, that's deep. Yeah, because, you know, looking back on past relationships, like, yeah, like, you're supposed to give your energy to you know, people that you see like long term and 
first first of all, the right person, like sometimes like it's a misunderstanding who we should be with and then who are just moment, you know, people in the moment, like, you know, some month people, some year people, you know, some some day people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh yeah, I guess how how you feel we we gotta come back to that understanding on uh, yes back in, and then of course taps into relationships, of course. So uh, absolutely mm -hmm. it, it go, it's, it's so intertwined. Yeah, so so past experiences, like so I guess what what led you into it and into the knowledge? Like what was your journey like getting all the knowledge? Oh so my main thing that really shot me even further into understanding the space of sexuality was having a child. <laughs> okay. Um, as throughout the years of her existence, I started to realize that my partner that I chose during that time wasn't aligned. And it wasn't, it didn't feel real, like a real loving experience. It wasn't loving. So I had to go back to myself. What is it that you did that you missed when you created this child? And I'm learning, I missed so damn much <laughs> because we were purposefully led away from understanding how sacred our wombs are, how sacred the penis is. And we were taught to just have fun out there. Have fun. Go have fun. Have fun. Recess. Come do this. Lose your virginity. Come on. Exactly. Um, so I was just looking at myself in a way like, how did I create? How did I create such a beautiful little being with someone who I'm now learning? He has a different kind of beauty. <laughs> You know, I believe that everyone has beauty in the world, but some people can be beautifully evil. You know what I mean? Beauty so yeah. I'm like, I, so I'm just like, how did, how did, how? And I had to look about, look at all the things I missed, why I missed them. What was I taught? You know, what was I thinking about at the time? Um, what didn't I know at the time about my womb, about myself? And the more I process this, because she's a, She's about to be seven this year. So the more I'm processing this, because it doesn't stop processing, the more answers started to come to me. The more I was led to the sexuality, the more I was led to that. And then, not to toot my own horn, as I've started to also unpack these things, another realization with getting stronger and stronger is that I am a very powerful sexual energy. So when I have shared myself with people, um, in the past, past lovers and lover, lovers after um, my partner that I had a child with, um, I would get so many surprising compliments that I, I really didn't because you don't really know how someone's experiencing you until they tell you. So, right. so it's like I was starting to meet more honest partners of myself, honest reflections of myself, and they were honest with me about how I made them feel in the sexual space. So then I started to realize, huh, he knew something that I didn't know mm. about my sexual spirit, okay? And as I've been, you know, still evolving and falling in love and moving from love and understanding that my sexuality was always a big part of it, big part, big juicy part, right? I'm like, I have to understand what this is because I want the highest of the high. I want the highest of the high. I want to feel these rainbows and sunshine that I feel in the bedroom in my everyday life. And mm. that has been the fuel 
because I'm like, you know how you have sex with someone and then when y'all not having sex, it's weird, you know? The energy might be off or you might be tit-tatting for stupid shit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I know you have. We all have, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, what is it that I need to see in myself so I can learn how to create this beautiful environment that you say that I am? You say I'm a mate. You say I'm all these things. Well, how can I how can I get that energy outside? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's definitely. just you know, a, a rabbit hole of understanding that this has always been a space of my comfort. Oh, yeah. Salute to the her rabbit hole podcast. We definitely had yeah. conversations. Salute to them. Yeah, I, I found in my experience, um, you know, Aquarius, me and Aquarius, and she had some Pisces. You know, mm. she was a good woman, but every time we, you know, you know, outside that activity, outside, you know, it was like it was always back and forth just to lead back to that. Like, hey, why we can't have peace right here? Literally, like, like what's what are we missing here? Very <laughs> secretive. Like, hey, just tell me what's going on. It's like, all right, all right you ain't. All right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And do it you gets know deep. why that is? What do you think that, that is? Do you know why that is? Mm. Uh, I think I found out now, but nowadays, but nah. I guess elaborate. Yeah, sure. So it's because we're, we're we've been doing things backwards. Exactly. Right. And what I mean by backwards is because the society has ingrained to ingrained us the knowledge to know our sexuality is there, but then they tell us to hide it. Right. So mm. because they tell us to hide hide it and not talk about it, we started to like fetishize about it, right? In a way. So before we learn, they don't tell us to get to know people. They don't say that. They don't really, they don't really dive into making sure you know the partner, but everywhere we turn, they're selling sex. They're selling romanticizing relationships with man and woman. My daughter's mm-hmm. six. My daughter's six. I noticed this with the things she watches and the shows that come across to her. They're already romanticizing, find a boyfriend, get a boyfriend, boyfriend. Just, I'm like, what the, the show? They're 10. Yeah. Like, what? Programming, what man. It's programming. <laughs> like, they're 10 years old. Definitely, so, uh... Yeah, high school alone, middle school, it started in middle school. Like, yo, what, what's going on? We supposed what to just is, what get is to this know. <laughs> and then to get to know is literally, you know, to get to know that that one interaction. And then, you know, and they then don't you don't know them. Yeah. So when when I'm when the backwards energy is that since we are so busy romanticizing, finding a connected relationship, naturally our cosmic energy is heightened, right? But we don't know it. We don't know that that's cosmic. Cosmic energy is energy that's already within you, whether you're having sex or not. So we can feel it, but we are teens and we're young. We don't know what to do with it. But everyone's telling us that this is something you do with it, right? So we go straight there first. So we're going to the most deepest ritual process that your body can have on earth with another human being. Yeah. before we know who that human being is zero to 100 real that's quick that's what it is <laughs> uh, real, quick. real quick and that's why like you said with the pisces whatever the pisces or aquarius woman or whatever when it is outside of that it's like weird because we went straight to the spiritual process without even understanding the spirit talking to the spirit knowing the person's brain knowing her well-being knowing her history knowing her traumas men and women mm-hmm. but i say her because as a woman, it's vital for us to start really taking charge and understanding the space that we carry between our legs. Yeah. We have to. Um, and so much damage has been done to us over generations between our legs. 
And because we're carrying traumas from our mother, 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 we then begin living that out in this life as lessons so that we can be the one to choose to fix it or choose to continue to ignore it so it can pass on to the next generation of girls and, and boys, inevitably. Yeah, it's definitely a pattern. And uh, even with like, my, I mentioned school, like, yeah, I see, I see that pattern. Like, man, they having kids before they're 25. Like, wow, this is like, yeah, wow. It's like- It's now normalized, honestly. Exactly. And, and it's like, what? You, you're still, honestly, I feel like at that age, you're still, it's like, you're still like a cub. Like mm -hmm. no one, like we uh, have come from a, a generation where they're forcing us out of the house sometimes before we're 18. But let's just take 18 as a mark. 18, you're still, you're still a child. You're yeah. still a child. I don't care what the age says. I don't care what the laws say. You're still a child. You're just a bigger child. Okay. Yeah. You just left. You just left an education system where everyone told you what to do. Mm -hmm. Everyone. How do you go from that to automatically you get to make all the decisions for yourself to create your entire world by yourself without anyone helping you? You have to do it on your own. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you're a child. That's exactly. being forced. It's like you're being forced to fly before you're ready to fly. Yeah, that might work for birds, throwing them out the nest. They have a different instinct, but we're humans. So we have a more dynamic fix of our existence and for people to just throw us out the nest, like we go and know what to do in this world that's super complex on purpose, especially if you're a person of color. It's right. like, you just, and that's another pattern of the parents setting the children up to fail. Mm -hmm. It's like, the world already going to give you failure. And I tell my daughter this, the world is already going to try to give you failures. I am going to do my best to make that process as smooth as possible for you. Because I'm not going to be someone that's adding to the world that's already going to give you failures. I'm going to teach you how the world will give you failures. And I'm going to teach you how to stride through them like a bird with the beautiful wings that are open. Yeah. But a lot of parents, we, they didn't, we didn't get that. They just yeah. threw us out to the, to the wolves. Speaking of... Uh, Figure that shit out. <laughs> speaking of parents, it was like a post I seen. It says, what's, what's the worst option or choice? You know, uh, toxic, toxic mothers or absent fathers? And I said, I said both, <laughs> but yeah. also, but yeah, it's, it's, it is a both. It's definitely both. Um, but yeah, like, cause uh, my father, biological, you know, grandpa Kirksey, he didn't, he wasn't there. He was a truck driver. He was busting mm. moves. You know I'm saying he was, yeah. So yeah. So he was raised by technically my step grandfather, which I, I had no knowledge of until like years, years ago. I was like, oh, the whole time tater bug wasn't tater bug what tater he called me skin to penta and everything <laughs> but, but nah um yeah just to find out like he wasn't so he he was he got a, he had to get adjusted to someone that really wasn't his biological father and that's definitely mm -hmm. deep and they didn't have a great relationship because he's kind of like an outsider like yeah. and i hate i hate when that situation happens but what do you think is worse like an absent like an absent father or a toxic mother? Because I, I think both is the right answer. But uh, I think that the right answer is, so as I conceptualize about this, because I see this question a lot, mm -hmm. an absent father or a toxic mother, which one is worse? I believe the toxic mother, okay? Oh, so too. Because an absent father 
he's not there, okay? Um, it's not always easy for a child or um, a parent to get over the absentee of a existence, but that's something deeper in the spirit that you want that person to feel something in your life that you feel like you're not getting, typically because you have a present toxic mother, okay? Mm -hmm. If the mother that's present, and this is hypothetical because I don't believe all mothers that are present are intentionally toxic, yeah, my but mother we got to address it. We got to address it. If a present mother is super toxic and there's no parent that is with her and she's alone in that, the child begins to want to fill this void where they feel like that father will be able to fill a space the mother is not giving because she's so toxic, okay? And it's not that she's doing this on purpose because she is stressed the fuck out, okay? Yeah, she is in pain. She is enraged. She is angry in there. She is hurt. She got abandoned as a child. And now someone abandoned her when she, in her mind, needed that person the most, right? And that's what we're taught. We need our, we need this man to help us the most. However, I feel like the strength of women is growing for us to understand that the things we are going through with this absent parents, absent fathers, is because of the strength of who we are and the ability for us to be the village. But the power and the downfall and being the village by yourself is that often we get ridiculed for being a great mom and being a bad mom at the same damn time because mm -hmm. we're trying to heal we're trying to build up a child we're trying to build up ourselves we're trying to get over the fact that the parent ain't helping we are resentful toward them and when i say we i mean conceptually as people because mm -hmm. i am not this way Mm -hmm. And but I have healed through a lot of similar energies that allow me to realize I don't want to be that. I will not be that because I'm by myself. I mean, God put me by myself for a damn reason. So I'm accepted. I'm going to move on and I'm going to be the woman that I need to be for my daughter and myself. But a lot of women aren't there yet. So the toxic mother gives off a powerful energy. Like I said earlier, we have to understand what's between our legs. The womb power is a spirit. It's not just a vagina. It's a spirit. And the spirit of the mother is the most important spirit on the universe, which is why society has tricked our men to think that it's okay to just leave us mm -hmm. so that we can be alone because they know if they hurt the mother, they hurt the world. Okay? Mm -hmm. yeah, they hurt the world. They, they oppress the mother. They oppress the children. You oppress the mother, you oppress the school. You, you hurt the mother, you hurt everything that she touches and everything that she wants to build. Yeah. So I want to say she's that's more powerful. Yes, it is. Does that mean that mothers are the fault of it all? Absolutely not. But having that toxic mother or father, because some people have a toxic father present, but most of it is mothers because of the single mother syndrome that our era has been forced into. It's normalized now. It's, it's, like, it's, it's normalized. So as I look at the picture, the big picture, I'm like, okay, 
these men are hurt. These women are hurt. We are all trying to heal because we predominantly had toxic mother energy around. And it was so powerful, but so unloving that it created a whole world of hurt people trying to figure this shit out. So it's powerful. And then it touches on because we always hear, you know, mama's mama's boy, daddy's daddy's girl. And that balance is definitely necessary, I feel, in most most cases. But like, yeah. And, and I, I feel like society has done a number love on how they paint the picture for us for mother and father. Mother and father, in my theories, were never supposed to be in the same house all the time together. I believe that the absent part where people are missing their father is because society said you are supposed to have a dad living inside your house with your mother, helping her every single moment. That's a lie. Let me Mm. tell you why. The mother and father energy is a spirit, just like Mm. the womb. What we're supposed to have is our uncles, our cousins, our granddads. Mm-hmm. our brothers stepping mm-hmm. in to this energy to give love to the child too, to help support the mother in village. her village, yeah. to help support the mother as she becomes a mother, protect that mother, protect her ideas, protect what she's building for this child. That goes into all of those positions I just named, not yes. just dad. Dad yes. cannot do it alone, just Man. like a mother cannot. Yeah, because um, I, I be having conversations a lot, you know, some queens, and I realize, like, I have a lot of mentors, and it, it kind of comes off as bragging. It's like, man, I, I just got my mom. So, oh, shoot. It's like, I got I got a lot of mentors scattered, you know, a couple in the city, a couple outside of the city, but mm-hmm. I got a lot of mentors, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Do you feel like it's like, you feel like it's a lot of mentors out there? I feel like definitely you're a mentor. Absolutely. And and I feel like what I've been learning over my life and as I learn about the juxtaposition of mother and father and how those energies are everywhere. You I am a living, I'm a living example of the world can be your mentor because I did not have a close up close relationship with my mother or my father that was present. My, my father, who was not my biological father, but he's the father that was a part of my life since I was born. He was in my life and he passed away when I was 17. So that's the only father energy that I knew. But even when he was present, I didn't have that type of connection with him that they show and they romanticize on the TV. I didn't have that with my mother either. As I got older, I started to stray away from my mother's uh, care because she was toxic, heavily. Um, I didn't know that word at the time, obviously, but none, understanding now, she was very toxic toward us. And it was not just a thing that she just wanted to do. It was what was given to her. She was struggling. Even when she had a partner, it was still this struggle because she never really released. She never really allowed him to fully be there because mm-hmm. of her fears of men with children and stuff crazy shit right you pick Mm -hmm. a partner and we still as women have fears these deep fears because so many girls get hurt by the men around them right yeah so for me early on as soon as I was 18 19 I was ready to leave the nest on my own 
because I couldn't handle the pressures that she was putting on my existence that I didn't have my own free will because she was my mom and I was living in her house. She stated it over and over and over again. You don't get to do what you want to do because you live under my house, my rules. You know, we heard that. So I'm like, well, I don't want to live under your house and your rules. And as soon as the world tells me I'm an adult, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I did. And upon doing that, I was able to grow on my own, expand on my own, find God on my own, um, pay attention to all the people that God sent me on my own. And to this day, I still never had a human representation of a mother and father that took me under the wing or led me anywhere. I was observing God, I'm sorry, I was observing the world through the lens this entire time of God. Didn't know at first, but I know now because it was, it was so many different reflections of humans around me because I was out the nets by myself. I was working for, by myself. I was in the workforce by myself. I didn't have that one-on-one connection with anybody that was putting, dropping seeds into me in a way that we currently have because we became the seed droppers now because the world taught us a lot. I'm talking about our generation. That's why mm-hmm. we have these podcasts. We're creating these spaces. We're leading people. We have such, we have big following. People are following us, listening to us, guide them in a way their mother or father didn't do. So yeah. we're finding those mentors in all parts of the world. So I believe, yes, the world is full of mentors. If you open your mind to the idea that your mother and father are not the only ones that are supposed to provide guidance, and safety to you they're not they don't they can't it's not that they're not they are incapable of giving you everything that the human experience is supposed to provide to you they're incapable yeah not on their own yeah and that that kind of ties into relationship i think sometimes and we could talk about if men you know are supposed to be you know mono versus poly you know it's like but um but yeah, that's the thing. We we want a lot into our partner. Like we want her to be everything. And sometimes she's not going to be everything, you know. And I think it's a not. high expectation. And on the other side, you want him to be everything. And so, he's hey, not. I can't. I can't. I truly can't. I'm not Superman. <laughs> I love the sun. That's a good point, love, because you said I'm not Superman. The thing is, we are superheroes. Some of us. Yeah. Not everybody, right? Everybody. However, when you are a superhero... Is it just one person that gets to experience your powers and you're saving them? Exactly. No, it's not. You're saving a whole motherfucking village, a whole city, a whole world. Sometimes you're saving the whole world. You're telling me that someone has superpower energy and you're supposed to just be the only one person that gets access to it forever? Like that's selfish. Like that's yeah, crazy. Like- that's selfish. It's not like what? You happen to meet a superhero and you really want that superhero to save not no other soul except your soul. Mm. That's what they taught us, though. They knew what they were doing. We have to understand and learn what they were doing. And I want to get into it as well. Do you do you have any uh, preliminary thoughts on what relationships going forward? What can they look like? Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like if it's a, a high understanding, 
you know, a poly relationship can work, but, you know, you know, we, we got into this programming of, you know, you know, one woman, one man relationships. And sometimes, you know, they're not successful. I don't believe in divorce and they, they end in divorce. A lot of the times, you know, it's a high divorce rate, but, um, I think it's what, what's ever functional to the individual. It's all about understanding your partner, you know, and, you know, some men, you know, they stray, some men don't, you know, some men, you know, because I feel like men, regardless, we, we can be very faithful to the relationship. I think men don't have commitment issues. Some do, you know, but, but what you think, do you think men have, like, who, 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 who nowadays have commitment issues? I feel like it's like, it's like a, it's like That's a, a good one. Yeah. So I think it's definitely men. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, men are the leading, uh, I believe men are leading in the idea of not having commitment issues. And what I say, when I say that, I'm going to break that down as I do. To me, a commitment is an idea that was given to us. Men, just like women, we want to commit. But men, just like women, are not going to commit to something that they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So even if they're trying to live the society norm, even if they're trying to uh, put on this facade for society, they're usually doing it for societal clout. Okay, societal clout is a concept that I'm just randomly thinking of right now, which means to get the the accolades and the praise of what society deems as successful. So men have been taught to follow the clout. Mm-hmm. Women, we don't follow the clout. We follow our hearts, our intuition. Yeah. Men are taught to follow whatever is working in society. Otherwise, you will not be deemed or look successful and you will look like a failure as a man. And a man cannot look like a failure, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe when men are getting into partnerships, they signed up for the person they choose when they marry. They choose someone that they don't mind living and building on the society's clout Mm. even if they deeply don't agree with it as the relationships transpire they are not able to be honest with their partners or their self about what they truly want and sometimes it's because the women don't allow for that honesty i can't accept that oftentimes it's because the men in this society, they're not trained to be honest. Because they're following the clout, they're trained to mask and master the image of what success looks like. So they bring that into their partnerships, but then they're not able to commit fully to it because then the mother, the woman, she has requirements of him and expectations of him based on the society's clout. When she get when he gets in it with her, her intuition is not really for the bullshit. Okay, so intuitionally, she's like, "You trying to do all this for society, but in the house, we need this done." But his society clout sometimes doesn't allow for him to accept that the roles inside the house mm-hmm. don't look like the role that society told him he's supposed to be living. So he can't commit to that. That's why in his subconscious, he goes out. He cheats so he can escape that idea. So he, when he cheats, he's being society clout over here with this mm-hmm. other woman. He don't have to be daddy. He don't have to change diapers. 
He don't have to listen to what's going on with your womb. He don't have to try to eat healthy. You know what I mean? Over here, he can drink with the boys, have a drink, party, have a nice girl on his side that he can fuck around with when he's not with his woman because he, he's trying to live both lives. Yeah. So men don't want to commit to the lies either. That's why I believe polyamorous conversations are becoming so big, not just because of men, but because women are realizing that they would rather truthfully share a man and get what they need as a mother and as a woman than try to live in the oppressions that society put on them too. To be this wife, this woman, that shit is dead. That mm-hmm. shit is not... It's not, it's what it's not. It's, you can try to keep it alive if you the want birds. to. Knock <laughs> yourself out. You can try to keep it alive. Knock yourself out. It's mm. going to work for you for until your soul comes back and realizes that ain't for you either. Then yeah. you're going to be born into a polyamorous relationship. I'm talking about um, yeah. recreation of the souls at that point. But either way, they can't commit to it because deeply, deeply in their soul, they know it's not right but they're afraid to speak up. And I believe that we are coming into an era where men and women are no longer afraid to say, you know what? I don't mind having a couple of husbands. That sounds like it will work for me. I don't mind having a couple of wives or sister wives around. I like women. Why not? You know, and that is a conversation I feel that's going to lead and is leading to our future relationships. Yeah. Because, um, Cause yeah, you just mentioned like you know sister sister wives, you know like and the, the thing about society programming is it's a competition. Like I feel like it's like yo, it's a competition. Like yo, y'all supposed to be, you know, it's a sisterhood. Like it's a it's a brotherhood over here. Like I'm I'm cool with all the brothers. I don't have no disagreements. Well, I have you know sometimes you know, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I had an incident where like this brother was talking subliminals. Like hey man, we're not rappers, man. What what are we doing, brother? Like <laughs> the subliminals you. Just say what you feel, brother. Say it, right? What are you, what are you trying to say, son? Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely important to you know know what you want, and yeah, it's and then you kind of you kind of answered my question. I feel like men, you know, can't tell the truth or like they're scared to, you know. Yeah. So men naturally lies. Like, hey, like I lie because yep. I love you. you know what I'm saying, Jody, because you know, clout. You got to lie for the clout. Oh yeah, yeah, it's deep. Um, I guess yeah, man. So. I guess how how can we make those steps into yeah being I guess being honest with our partners and it's definitely definitely got to be reprogramming done. Yeah. So I believe that the honesty of and this is one of the things that I've been strongly able to realize as I've come into becoming a sexual cosmic sexuality doula is that we're not honest about our sexuality. Mm. Nobody is nobody's honest about their sex my ex wasn't (laughs) nobody is so it could be the smallest thing it could be the smallest thing when you are even in the sexual experience with someone say for instance they start rubbing your your neck they they like it and because you're in the moment you don't say nothing but you don't really like it so in your mind you're like okay I don't really like that, but I'm going to just go with the flow because I don't want to make this awkward. Exactly. Those small thoughts right there, they grow bigger. Oh, yeah. And then if those small things consistently keep happening, happening, then what? Now you're living a lie. Exactly. So I believe the core, 
is to really start to be honest in ourselves as sexual beings. Because I feel like we've been spending a lot of time actually having the sex, but not actually being the sex. And mm. what I mean by that is we aren't really becoming the energy that we truly feel we want to live out. If you truly want to connect with another woman as a woman, you should explore that or figure out what it is that wants to explore that. If you want to connect with a man, you should disregard what society is saying and explore that. One thing I find that's very commendable and I believe honorable when I meet men, because I've met all types of men, when I have met men that are living a life where they predominantly have chosen to experience love and sexuality with women who have told me that they have tried it with a man before and they didn't like it. I believe if we were able to actually explore our truth without the guise of what society says is truthful for us, then yeah. we would be able to be more honest with our partners in other ways. We cannot have, well, we will not have loving and healthy relationships if we cannot be honest with our partners that we're choosing about right. how we feel in our sexuality. Even if you say, I did try it with a dude and that I, I, that shit was not for me. Um, so I, that's not my thing. Yeah, whatever's that, natural. Yeah, that's, more, that's more honorable than a man saying, nah, fuck that shit, that shit, that shit, that shit, that shit that, you know what I mean? Like just it, going it, off on it. Yeah. Just because society said that's wrong. No, that's your sexuality. Programming, figure yeah. It, figure it out. <laughs> it's definitely programming. Like, yeah, it's like it's programming, you know, men don't want to cry. It's like I, I had my, my father, he was a strong masculine man, like my stepfather, he was a strong masculine man. And you know, every time like in church, like, yo, he's breaking down and like, yo, you crying? It's like, it's like it's programming. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, that's a release. Like, that's that's healing. You know, that's a release. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. But like you said, it should be natural. Like somebody, some rapper just got exposed, you know, from, you know, doing some things, you know, it was a video that leaked. Like, it's like, because he was hiding his sexuality. It's like something, mm -hmm. obviously, like, yo, and it's it's a shame thing. Like, oh, you shouldn't be shamed. Like, and I don't judge him. Hey, brother, do your thing. You know, <laughs> I'm always, been, hey, brother, do your but, thing. Hey, man. Men are definitely afraid of what society is going to say about them. But yeah. that men got to, that's another thing. They got to heal. They got to get over the fear of caring about what society is saying is appropriate. Right. And men, it's a, it's a different kind of hold on the men because men are told they're the leaders. And if I am not leading properly and I'm not being the societal clout chaser and I'm not showing society that I can be this stand-up man that's macho, you're silly. You're not. You're not. Because yeah. then you're ignoring your feminine side, which allows you to explore yourself, which allows you to be creative with your sexuality, which allows you to feel those tears and let them flow. That's your feminine side. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Some men are scared to be vulnerable in society programs not to be. And, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how that goes. And like, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It was a show I was watching called, it was called Harlem. And like the first episode, like, you know, Megan Good and some dude, they was, they was about to, they was about to get it, get it on. You know what I'm saying? And first thing he did was like lift his legs up. <laughs> it's like, hey, 
It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yo, wait, wait a minute. That, that brother was natural. It, 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 right. it came natural for him. Hey, he right. up like he was about to go down the slide or something. Like, something right. like, <laughs> it's like okay, wait. Yeah, that, that's you know, you know uh, what what they say. You know, different strokes for different folks. You know, absolutely, that's a good yeah. one. Different strokes for different folks. Let that let them stroke that way. If you don't like it, leave them alone. And yeah, and I, I, leave people alone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like. That and then that ties into living in a lie, you know. You know, like living in a lie. It's like, yo, what's natural to you? Like, forget society. What's natural to you? It's like, if you exactly, like, it's it's ridiculous. And I guess how, I guess why why do we do that? I feel like we touched on why did we do that. So how do we get back to just living our truths completely? Like, this, this society ain't like, right. you know. Western. So I believe, mm -hmm. I believe, my bad. I believe it comes from getting to the root. In order for us to understand how to even walk in our truth, we have to understand why we're not. Why are we not walking in it? So for me, I believe everything comes from the root. Where did it start? And I talk to, I'm gonna bring my daughter up often because I'm constantly having conversations with my daughter about certain things. We're not talking about SEX, but we're talking about different ideas about how fear gets into you, how to be truthful and how to release fear. And I've realized the things that I teach my daughter and how I relay that to my six-year-old is a simple method of how to get to this to adults. So go to the root, okay? The root could be when you were young, your father might've said to you, this is, how it's, this is how you're supposed to act as a man, right? Then once your father said it, then you heard society say it. We look up to our dads. If the dad is around, we look up to him as a man, right? As a man, you look up to your dad. You want to be like him. You want to listen to him. He clearly knows more than you. He's here. He had you. He's your leader, right? So if your root cause was your dad saying something about gay men or something like that, or he's telling you, don't you ever do that, or I would disown you. I've learned that a lot of men parents, especially around their sexuality, they're threatening their little ass child on not to be free not even think about that exactly. or I will take my love away from you or I will kill you. Exactly. They're saying these words out of their mouth to a child, sometimes as early as three years old from what I understand from the many men that I have discussed these things with. So if you as a woman or a man can kind of walk yourself back to where this thought started, where someone told you it wasn't okay, when you get to the root of who told you it wasn't okay, then you get to um, get to the understanding of why I fear it. Because the fear started at that root. And then the fear started growing and growing and growing. Now it's not just my dad is going to disown me. This woman says she's not going to love me no more either. Or my aunt, who I really look up to, she don't agree with it either. So she said that she's not going to, she do not F with, you know, uh, dudes that are that way and she would never ever you know so now I'm conceptualizing more fear mm -hmm. that started from the root conversation that started when I was three mm -hmm. now other people in society are confirming that this is something I cannot be exactly. so now I'm afraid I have these thoughts I have these feelings but I can't tell nobody about it because the society already told me that I will be rejected Mm -hmm. disrespected or killed for this.
Exactly. So when you get to those two, those are the big ones, the root, the root that caused the fear, then you get to decide how and why should I release this fear? Do I agree with them? Because a lot of the fears and a lot of things people gave us, we started to agree with them ourselves, even though we did not feel right about it. Sure. So now you to release it, you have to ask yourself, do I agree with this? Is this something that I believe in? Do I believe it's okay to treat people like that that feel this way? And when your answer starts to be, no, I don't agree with this. No, I don't want to live like this. Then you can begin to release that because then you say that no longer belongs to me. Someone gave me that before I even had a chance to understand what sexuality even was. Before I got a chance to understand what I wanted or what I didn't want, they told me who I was supposed to be. So I believe the, 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 the way to really get into it is the root. Go to the root. Start there. Exactly. Unpack it. Why am I afraid? And then decide if you want to release that fear or if you want to continue to live in it. Yeah. And like my professor, uh, a professor of mine, uh, sociology um, or psychology, um, he's because he had a son. He's like, so, he, you know, he made him choose for himself. He, he had a football and then he had a soccer for him. And, you know, he let him naturally choose. That's what it's all about. And uh, it's all about you know, not forcing things and like programming, you got shows programming kids and all that. So uh, it's not natural, it's forced, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's this one show as well. This brother, he, he he's a, so he's bisexual and, but he loves women and he's in a relationship with a woman, but you know, he decides to dress, you know, he wears dresses, like it throws her off, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's something to think about. Is that grownish? Yeah, grownish. You watch that show too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Grownish actually. Um, I watch a lot of different shows for introspection. Um, if it if it if it piques my interest to understand how they, you know, dialogue around different human inter interactions or spirituality, I love it because it gives me more insight into understanding the different generations and how they're dealing with it and just allowing me to understand the conversations that need to be had um, and be happy that they're having them on these platforms. But yeah, I love that show. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's, I think it's, it's a thing called good programming, you know, putting good energy out there. That's, you know, edutainment. That's what I call it, edutainment. Um, so, yeah, we got, we definitely got to, you know, dive back into that. But, yeah, it's, I definitely, uh, I definitely love what you're doing on TikTok. Just had to shout that out. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> love your energy on TikTok. And, yeah, it's, it's just necessary to, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, not force things, you know, yeah, because I think I was forced, you know, forced to go to church. Like I got baptized around second grade and all of a sudden, like, yo, there's flaws in this Bible <laughs> that you that you didn't know about pop So stuff. many. <laughs> it's like pop and, and, that, yeah. and that's a good point too, love, because the cosmic sexuality. So let me break, let me go to cosmic practice. Cosmic is the energy that is a part of your creativity, your creation, your being born on this playing field. You can call it chi, your spirit, your soul, whatever, right? It's cosmic. That's that's the, another word to, to describe that. So in really describing that, like you said, from the beginning, a lot of us were forced into using our cosmic energy in a way we did not consent to, starting with church. 
because the cosmic energy is an energy that is in church too. Mm -hmm. And we have, my bad, we have been able to uh, understand that this doesn't work for me, but a lot of people are still not understanding why it's not working for me. Why do I feel this way about church? Why did church put such a big, 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 big hole in a space that I want to fill with another spiritual energy? Because it's like, and this is the big one. This is a concept I call a spiritual rape. Okay, we talk about molestation and assault and verbal assault and physical assault all the time, but what we're not really talking about on a higher level is spiritual assault, um, spiritual molestation, um, spiritual rape. When spiritual rape to me is a concept where someone steals something from your soul experience without you consenting, or someone providing something to your soul that you did not consent to and you having to live that because they told you to. Mm. Your soul is a the most important thing on earth, but they don't tell us that. So from the beginning, when they're baptizing children and children are getting baptized before they are even acknowledged or know who they are or what they want to do with their soul, mm -hmm. that's, that's spiritual molestation. That's spiritual rape to me. Yeah. You, you don't have to accept that, but I believe that children often are getting violated at young ages as well in connection to their churches mm -hmm. because they already violated their spirit they told their spirit you don't get a say you're not in control and i have power over you what do abusers say to children you don't get a say i have power over you and I would do to you what I want with your spirit and your body and go together. Yeah. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. It gets, it, gets, it gets deep out here in these waters. You know, I'm naturally, yeah. my first, my moon sign is a cancer. And I'm sorry, my sun sign. My sun sign is a cancer. And that's the sign that I've been living by throughout my life before I was aware of all the astral world within me. But I am water, and water is deep. And the, the water of this world is deep. The water within us is deep. And sometimes we got to get to that. We got to go swim down there. Swim down there to the bottom of the ocean and figure out who yeah. left this junk at the bottom of your ocean. Get that shit out. Get that shit. They pollute in our ocean. They pollute in our ocean. I am water in a natural state, but everyone is it said what the body is 75-77% water. So we're all water. We gotta exactly. get to the bottom of our ocean and get the pollution out. Yeah. And in order to do that, guess what we gotta learn how to do? Swim. Swim. <laughs> <laughs> gotta learn yeah. how to swim. <laughs> and yeah, I think um, and then with communications and just understanding each other, that, that definitely sometimes you need to I realize sometimes when I when I understand someone, I don't even need to like communicate too much. Like I got a friend that's a Gemini. When I communicate to them, I communicate to them. That's just how it goes with Gemini's. You know, they, they come to you and, and then they leave and I see them when they see them. You know, that's the thing. Like we just gotta find that, you know, find that groove and get back, tap, tap, tap back into that knowledge and flow of things. Yeah. And I just wanna I'll just say this too. How I believe relationships will and can look in the future. 
are full of harmony, balance, um, truthful and open communication, uh, joy. Um, a lot of people might not accept that, but those aren't the people I'm talking to. If you believe that the world and your relationships should be full of supportive people, people that got your back, people that are honest with you, people that trust and respect your sexuality, no matter what you choose to do. I believe our relationships in the future will look like that. But in order for us to get there, if you are in a relationship right now with someone, you have to start being honest with them. If you're learning that you cannot be honest with that person, no matter how hard you try, then they are not the one for you. Oh, exactly. And if, if they are not the one for you, they are blocking you from the one that is for you who will have your back. And if you believe that you should have someone to support you in all that you do, then you should have that. If the person does not believe in you or support you, they are not for you. No matter how much you try to make them, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you see something it's like, yeah, nah, it's like, just hold back. Keep holding back. It's like, man, she, she shouldn't, he or she shouldn't really be wearing sandals like that. He, he got bunions. <laughs> it's like, I can't tell him. I'm telling you, and, and you can even start testing this out yourself. You can start testing it out. The more truthful you can be with yourself, it allows you to understand how to deliver the smallest truths to someone. Like someone asks you something, you like this hat? And you like, yeah. and you're like, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's nice. You're a liar. Like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, start with those small truths. I mean, if you like it, I love it, but I think it looks too bulky or it kind of makes your head look big. Exactly. I wouldn't wear it if I was you, but do what you want. Yeah, true, true for yeah, truth right? over feelings. Like absolutely, uh, I like that. I like feelings, that. Like, I might call it truth over feelings this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell my daughter too. Like she's like, I, well, I mean, I didn't tell you the truth. I didn't. I was afraid to tell you the truth because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I said, come on, please stop thinking that you you should care about my feelings. Like I would rather you tell me the truth any day than to think about whether your truth is going to hurt me. I said, I'm going to. I'm gonna handle it. I want you to tell me the truth. I tell my daughter. I said, I've been living a long life now compared to you. And I have realized that I would much rather have someone tell me the honest truth than to try to lie to me because they think that that's going to make me happy. No, no that's not going to make me happy. That's why I can't, I can't wait to have children because like the first book I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to them this is going to be the four agreements and one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take things personally. Like, yeah, I don't take anything personally. Somebody yelling at I me. I read it to my daughter too. <laughs> he's stressed out. Oh, this brother's stressed out. He's going through something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man. Like, that's it, it. you don't know yeah, yeah. And, and that's what i'm talking about i'm like you can't take that personally i said if you if you decide that you want to consistently try to hold in your own truth because you're going to hurt someone's feelings you're going to hurt your own feelings yeah. you're going to be hurt you're going to be sad you're going to feel like bottled up it's going to be you that you're hurting if you don't tell someone how you truly feel because you think that your truth is going to hurt them so yeah. what? Release it. You don't have to be mean, but get your truth out there because it doesn't matter if it hurts. It has to be said. And if they do get hurt or offended or angry, your truth is going to allow you to see who they are. 
and if they are even capable of handling your truth. And if they're not, like I was just saying, if a person can't handle your truth and you've already tried to be truthful with them and they're not supportive, they're still being difficult, they're still being resistant, they're still not letting you be who you are, they're not accepting you, they're not for you. Oh, yeah. And then when the truth that's the truth, comes, that's the truth from me to yeah. you, whoever's watching this. <laughs> yeah, like when the truth becomes lies to them, like, yeah, what is this the truth? Like, nah, you lying. It's like, what? <laughs> and what that's another, about? that's a, a whole yeah. different thing. It's like, what do you mean? I'm not like I, all I have is my truth, and you don't even want to accept that. You want don't want to accept my truth and you want to lie. Like, what is this? Yeah, it what goes is back. This? goes back to that uh i think jasmine sullivan song pick up your feelings you better pick up your feelings mm. <laughs> yeah and what you gonna do with them when you pick them up <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like to the left to the left like <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> the please. Left. because it's, it's real out here and i don't i feel like we're all consciously and subconsciously high key just tired of the lies and if you are tired of the lies you have to be the truth no right. one's going to feed you truth until you start feeding you truth and eating that shit by yourself. You ever cook a meal and you're not that great at it, mm. right? <laughs> you might not be that great at it and you're trying to feed it to someone else and you haven't even tasted it yet. Eat, you better eat that food. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> why you taste it. You taste it. You better, you better eat you your cook. food. You, yeah. Right. But it might not, it still might not be that good, right? Just like Oh damn! Nah. And, and, and listen, you eat the food, and you're like, uh, uh. And but hey, you still serve, you still serve it to the other person, right? Yeah, we get pizza and tonight. You expect the next person to be like, I love this, because in your mind, you're like, I don't love this. Yeah, it's but, like she loved this. It's like, <laughs> and, and, and that's I feel like that's the concept too to connect with truth. Like you have to be okay with accepting that the food that you just made ain't that tasty, and might have to be the one to say it first. So that other person can know that you're an honest person. Food is a very strong, and that's a whole nother conversation we can have, how food and sex go together. They're best friends. Definitely. definitely. So food is another way to really test truths out as well. Be honest with yourself. Like, because for me, I'll be eating something. I'm like, mm, this is kind of salty. I didn't mean to make it this salty. I don't really like that. I made the food. Someone else in the room. Yeah, I didn't want to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't gonna say anything. Say nothing. <laughs> they weren't gonna. Did you know you heard that before? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. Why, yeah. <laughs> why weren't they gonna say anything? Because they weren't thinking that you were gonna be honest, and they thinking about hurting your feelings. Yeah. But if you are the one that hurts your feelings first, but my feelings not hurt, I'm being true, but this shit salty. I don't like it. <laughs> and you say it out loud, then they like, okay, she's being honest. Let me be honest with her. That's how it goes. That's how the relationships go. That's how being honest with the person go. It's just like that food you're sharing. You cook that food. That food is nasty. Speak up about that. That's you speaking up about yourself. Like, mm, I don't, I don't cook that well sometimes. And they're like, eh, I agree. Now you know that there's moments that they they didn't say nothing. But the more you speak up about your truth, the more truth will start to exchange like this. Yeah, I appreciate like, it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm so I'm definitely thankful that this conversation have. It's so necessary. Like people, people gotta understand this. Like it's yeah, it's some things that was never taught. It's like, and then eventually they get lost. You know, but yeah, we gotta get back definitely. 
Uh, yeah, um, shoot, any other gyms? Uh, <laughs> any other gyms you want to give to the people? Uh, the gym is you. Mm. The gym I would like to give is that you, you are the truth. And if you are unwilling to accept the parts of yourself that you buried away because you thought that people would like you more if you buried those parts, then you will be burying yourself into the biggest grave on this earth until the day you actually die. The mm. truth is you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, some people, you know, they they live their life living a line and they just die, you know, they die in it. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely necessary to understand and, you know, do whatever comes nat natural to you. Like, don't don't go against it. Forget what society say. Forget what people say, you know. That's why these most, most of these influencers, you know, they influence because they inspiring people to living a truth. You know, I, I've been hearing truth, truth has been trending for years now. Truth, hey, mm -hmm. living your truth, hey, what's the truth, hey? <laughs> so so yeah. yeah, it's necessary. Um, Definitely uh, for the people where they can find you, definitely shout out to your absolutely. TikTok once again. <laughs> Love your TikTok. Absolutely. But yes, once again, my name is Camille Janelle. I am a world changer, one truth at a time, one world at a time. I decided I'm changing the world and I started with mine. You can find me everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok that is really popping, um, and Facebook at Camellia Janelle, at Camellia Janelle. Very simple, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. That's me. Yeah, definitely appreciate you. You know, it's, it's positive energy, activates constant elevation. Oh, yeah. Most definitely is, you know, vibe because tribe, you know, part of the part of the tribe. And you just got to find that tribe because, you know, I've been searching for years. I, I, re I realized, like, oh, this is the type of people I should freak, you know, freak with, you know, frequency, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, for the people, you know, the people don't understand, like, the 13th, like, since 1993 is Black Love Day, you know, and I'm, I've am i been trying. It, it ain't going to happen, but some people don't celebrate it, but it's Black Love Day, and, you know, I, I break down Black and love, building leadership and community knowledge and then love life's only valid expression you know we got to get back to to both and uh, i think definitely you're you're a pillar in that you already been doing that for for some years now definitely yeah. definitely definitely got to keep on going and definitely appreciate everything that you're doing absolutely thank you so much and i give much gratitude for you giving that space to me to speak and have this dialogue with you as the people definitely will see more of me um again i am Camille Janelle. I am, is not a part of my social name, at Camusion, they'll only find me, connect with me, indulge, um, and enjoy. Um, I know that I give off a good energy, and I want everyone that is a part of that to understand that I am here for you as I, as I am here for myself. Yeah, definitely. Family, this has been conscious of crazy, kind of science with knowledge, or am I crazy? We ain't crazy. We with knowledge. We ain't crazy. <laughs> Appreciate your family. Peace. Peace, love. All right.